these niggas be at when they say they doing all this and all that? When he tell the story, that's not how it went. Know they be lying a hundred percent. Moved out of the wrist and forgot about the band. Now they just call me to tell me, come get it. Now that boy off and I don't want no credit. If it was me, they wouldn't regret it. Let me be dead and now they won't dead it. Yeah. Heart is still beating, my niggas still eating. Back y'all, they look like the garden eating. Pillow talk with him, she's spilling the tea. And then Shawty came back and said she didn't mean it. what up what up what's going on what's going on everybody what's happening jordan how you feeling today bro what's goody it's friday baby it's my favorite day of the week it's payday it is payday that's what i was gonna say it's yeah. payday residual we, day we and, I every day. You, bro. and i get we get to do this podcast i love this podcast yeah, facts, facts. Me too, bro. I was excited. High key, I, I was, uh, it was like one o'clock today. I was like, what do I have to do? Because I didn't put it in my calendar this week. I fucked up. <laughs> and I, I was one o'clock. I'm like, I don't got to do something. And I thought you were going to bail, man. I, honestly, you didn't hit me up. I was like, oh, snap. Left you hanging. I did. <laughs> hey, but I'm glad we're doing it, bro. How was your week, man? It was good, bro. It was good. It was really good. I had, uh, it was a good week trading. Smacked the GU trade yesterday, made up for like the last week and a half of losses and then some, you know, proper risk management. Um, it was a good week out here, Colorado. It's like really looking like summer. It's like 70 and fucking mm. sunny right now. I went to the park a bunch with my dog, watched my car today. So I'm getting those summer vibes, you know, I'm like kind of want to go on a hike, go camping soon, some plan a trip, go to the mountains. So yeah, life's really good out here, man. How about you? How's life in yeah. shy? On the birds. It's been good, bro. Everything's been good. Yesterday was the true, true definition of the Windy City. I actually was out in the city yesterday. Um, and literally it was, bro, you couldn't even you couldn't even stand still. The wind was so powerful, like it was literally <laughs> taking you, you know. So so it was good. But overall, it's been good, man. We the week was good in the markets. Um, had one losing day. Um, overall was was a profitable week. Um, any any sexy crypto news, man, for for the people? Oh man, I mean. With crypto, I think we're just, I've honestly been focusing less and less on crypto. Um, I think it's its kind of slowing down. I'm keeping my ears on the ground. Just no, nothing major this week in that my eyes that I really saw um, other than inflation and eight and a half percent. You know, it's like every time they release the inflation reports, it's a little higher. And a lot of people have been saying for a while that it's going to be high because well, they just printed a whole bunch of money in 2020 and 2021. So with the we've been talking about it for weeks. Um, with crypto, where we're at right now, it's time to be patient. You know, I think we could have a quiet couple of years. The Fed, the money is tightening. Interest rates are going up. Inflation is going up. People are going to be saving. So markets are cooling off for sure. Yeah, bro. Let's 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 get right into it then, bro. Let's politic for a little bit because mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to kind of start um, our conversation today is inflation there's a there's a controversial topic and um i'm actually curious this is more or less just a conversation more than the actual question to you but um i've heard i've heard two different sides of a story okay i've heard from several people that have uh noticeable wealth um meaning like over a million um i would consider that wealthy right maybe not like super wealthy but consider that wealthy over a million bucks a net worth of over a million bucks um that say that inflation shouldn't be anything to worry about and then i've also heard people that are in the wealth accumulation phase that are like dude cash trash absolutely worthless um 
But I've heard both sides of the story. For example, Grant Cardone, right? $5 billion in real estate. He hates, he, he always talks about cash is trash. Like you shouldn't keep cash in the bank. But then uh, in the opposition, there are people that oppose that opinion that are just as wealthy, if not wealthier than him that are like, dude, you can always stack cash. And regardless of how, how high inflation is, um, cash is always going to be king. What's, what's your opinion on that? uh that topic dollars daddy yeah. <laughs> I, I love this topic though because it's like money and politics they go hand in hand and we just talked about religion so we gotta do the dirty <laughs> <laughs> but um my opinion on the matter is that you know i do believe long term that the currencies fiat currencies are just you know, they're given their value by decree. It's in the definition of fiat. So long-term accumulating a lot of that isn't a, a wealth principle I'm like looking after. But I also understand fiat dollars, that sort of currency right now is the main means of exchange. So it is your purchasing power. It is what allows you to buy assets. And so what allows you to um, create wealth. You know, it's the transfer of it. It's the medium of exchange. You know, you can purchase and, and well, we have crypto going right now. We have gold. We have alternative forms of payment, but it still is number one form of payment. So I think, really, to encapsulate it all, it's like you have to acquire fiat to what buy assets. And I don't think anyone's in the question of the fact that buying assets is your best hedge against inflation because assets are limited in supply, and fiat yeah. currency is not. That's the big fact that you can't forget. And I just think there's different strategies with going into the kind of cycle and the. The environment that we're in right now economically with money being tightened with uh, markets at highs um pe some people are leaning towards a strategy of being safer and being in cash um forecasting potential markets declining right uh, markets go up markets go down so but the thing of the matter is you'll never be wealthy by accumulating a lot of currency that's not wealth right so mm. i don't know if that kind of answers your question or kind of puts it where i'm at i think yeah it's a smart time to get in cash and secure yourself because if you're over leveraged in debt if you've extended your credit like the money is tightening and that's what happens when they tighten the money the people who are over leveraged on credit and in debt are the people who like get sucked in you know like go over and then they can't pay it all back so it's always you got to be smart with your credit and it depends on what situation you're in you're like you know, if you're in wealth accumulation mode, yeah, you're probably levered a little more than someone who's in wealth preservation mode. So that is something to be wary of coming into these times where we obviously see inflation's rising, interest rates are rising, you know, money's going to be tighter. So do what you will with that. But I also think those are those times of the greatest opportunities financially. That's where you see the times of biggest discounts. You see the biggest chances, like the, the most millionaires ever were created after the Great Depression. X. Then again, after 2008 recession. So if we're going Thanks. into another recession, you can see it two ways. It's time to get scared, save, get out of investments, you know, which is smart. It's rational, but also it's time. I think I'm looking a little further ahead of like, where are the opportunities going to be coming from? Um, where are the opportunities? Where are the things that are going to go on sale during this time? You know, where are the opportunities to play? Because the economy will recover. Markets will recover as well. You know, so I'm already looking ahead to that. And of course, yeah, I'm, I'm securing a little more cash and getting it more into dollar because Technically, fundamentally, the dollar just listed the strongest play right now. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting in that you say that correlates. Uh, I had a conversation with one of my real estate mentors yesterday, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and we were talking about acquisitions 
And he said that the market is slowly shifting. He's noticing a trend in the market slowly shifting from buyer's market, slowly transitioning to a seller's market because, like you said, a lot of people over leveraged on their debt and a lot, the Fed is increasing their rates. And so in, investors, they bought, they bought homes, right, with the intention of either holding them or, or, or flipping them. But at somewhere down the line in a very short term time frame uh, was a refinance because where rates were so low. Now, when you refinance, rates are a lot higher. And so it screws them over, puts them underwater. And so he was saying that a lot of people are going to be looking to liquidate because they want to hold cash. They want to they want to have cash on hand. Um, so interesting, interesting topic. Um, this whole That's an unfortunate thing, because people who are over levered and have to sell are going to be playing right into the hands of what inflation really is the is like what inflation is really impacting, which is the fact that the currency supply is out of control. There's so much currency that the value is not, is not that thing. Do you think your cheeseburger from McDonald's is worth more, 30% more than it was last year? No, no chance. it's just that there's 30% more money, not directly. That's not proportional, but you get what I'm saying is that there's more money. It's not that things are more valuable. There's more money. So the people that are over levered, and have to get rid of their things because they're tightened, it plays right into the hand of the rich getting richer because they've saved their money. And now they can buy the finite things, which are the homes, which are which is the crypto, which is the assets, you know, mm. the finite materials, even though the prices of them are rising, they're still finite. Like, you know, and one thing that's not finite is currency. That's the big picture I always I want to explain to people is like the difference between the two is something that's finite and infinite because something that has infinite supply can infinitely be diluted <laughs> and it can infinitely lose its value. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's where fiat is fiat. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. And like, that's, I mean, I think this is a great time to have this conversation. No, it's like the federal reserve isn't federal. <laughs> yeah. it was, it's a company that earns a profit and has shareholders and they're the people who control the issuance of money. So think about that. If you had the ability to print money, and loan it to governments, you know, they, they gave you that power. Why wouldn't, how could, how could you not abuse that? Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Facts. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I don't think this was that long ago when I found out that the, the, the people that opposed the federal reserve were on the Titanic. Yeah. yeah I, I think it would've been you, bro, to be honest. 1913, and, yeah, 1913, the federal reserve act passed, it was passed December 24th. Interesting day to pass a freaking major pill, right? <laughs> Nobody's paying attention, right? Nope. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's insane. Okay, so who's supposed to be on leave at that time, too? They're not even supposed to be in session, but yeah. If you want more information on that, because I know some people are just like, their brains got like, what? <laughs> um, read the book, uh, Creature, on, created on Jekyll Island. I don't know if I tell that right, but it's on Jekyll, Jekyll Island, Creature made from Jekyll Island, something like that. There's so much information on that subject. Like, <laughs> it's a deep. Well, well, um, have you seen that video too of uh, of Powell? Somebody's interviewing him on I think 60 Minutes, and oh, yeah. uh, Powell's like, "So essentially, you guys just print money." He's like, "Yeah, that's one way to put it." Um, he's like, "We print money digitally." So he's like, "We just add numbers to the the computer system, and it's just like, poof, here you go. Here's ten For extra trillion dollars." for a yeah. profit which is That's the crazy the thing. It's like yeah it's not like they're doing some public service for us all by creating money <laughs> like 
no, they, they, they exist as a central bank in disguise as a government. Um, with the because of the of word federal. federal, right? Yeah. yeah, there is federal as Federal Express. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think that segues into politics, bro, because you can't talk about politics or anything in this country about who controls what, who makes decisions with what, without realizing that system of money that we have, because that system has corrupted everything. Yeah. Do you think all politics is corrupt? 100%. Like, do you think there's a, do you believe, do you believe in the, the illusion of, I, I can't paint, that's a, that's a, just a way to portray the question. Do you believe in the left and right? Do you believe in the choice? Do you believe you have a choice? Um, no. But at the same time, we all like, I think we've all found ourselves being like, Joe Biden does, you know, Joe Biden this, Joe Biden that, Trump this, Trump that. Because they've our last two leaders on both sides are very polarizing figures. And it's very easy to find yourself in the camp of one or the other. But I, I mean, I, at the same time, though, I think that Trump did come in and stir the pot, you know, as you like to put it, because mm-hmm. he really did do a lot of stuff that many well, that the media doesn't talk about. Um, and even after he's been out of office, there's been a lot more video footage of press conferences um, that and this is just social media that have been coming out of stuff that he did do, you know, for example, like tariffs on American American cars we're only paying 2.5 or we're paying 5%, 2.5%. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm saying this right. American cars, when imported to China, were being taxed at 25%. Chinese cars coming to, or Chinese products, Chinese cars specifically coming to the U.S. were only being taxed at 2.5%. Um, and he's like, why is that? That something's got to be done about that. He did something about that. And then as soon as Biden came in, it, it's like he put it back. Yeah, reversed it. So I think at, to a sense, I, I think that... Um, administrations have a sense of power. I don't think we have a sense of choice, however, because uh, I really do think the last election was rigged. You know, I think it was, it was, they forced his ass out. Most people, and I've seen polls that say that most people only voted for Biden because they didn't want Trump. This whole campaign was not Trump. Yeah. The whole campaign was literally not this guy. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's very interesting to see how the media treated um, Donald Trump. Never seen somebody so hated, so <laughs> persecuted. Thanks. Um, and the, yeah, would you want to tie this? It, okay, so I think there is a certain agenda that is going on within our politics that definitely ties with geopolitics. And it, it, it gets murky because i think there's only so much we can understand from what the information that we're given um but i do believe that yeah there's been some major political upheaval in our in this country in the last since 2016 so the last six years you know with just i think some uh, big things changed you know we're seeing the dust of that settle we're seeing how things are different going forward you know with the influence that more companies and organizations that are more global how much influence they're having in our country you know like you said i think there's a huge movement i said that's a trend i find a theme i find with the trump presidency differency than the biden administration is that trump was all about getting us independent right like you said like he made a lot of deals like that with the chinese made a lot of energy deals like he wanted america to be you know independent on our own energy like that was his kind of theme was that 
And I've seen this administration be more in line with, you know, growth health organizations, especially with the outbreak of all this stuff and being more friendly to global agendas like the UN and with what's going on in Russia and the, Europe, you know? So it's more of a global perspective, whereas Trump brought it back local and he's like, dude, forget, like, to put it in layman's terms, it's like, forget about the world. Let's just focus on what we got going on here because what we got going on here, there's some big issues here. We got to get this right first versus trying to be that globalist, global leaders and global visionaries or whatever you want to call it because i don't think the u.s is the leader anymore in terms of the the world do you yeah no no after seeing ray dalio's um video on that no mm-hmm. I, and i was i was very uninformed uninformed on that uh subject but after just kind of diving deep into um the history of uh the transfer of world powers and stuff like that i know uh, I don't think so anymore because it, I think the reason Trump was doing that was so that we could maintain that strength because if you're so selfishly selfless, you know, if you maintain that strength and, 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 and empower your military, uh, become energy independent, which we were, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, all of these things, um, help, you know, the stock market granted when you know, gas was under a dollar. Yeah, dude, I remember driving to Colorado and pumping gas for like a dollar seventy, a dollar eighty, you know, on the yeah. way in, in those no man states, you know, um, dude, it's yeah. Now fucking gas is five bucks, bro. Mm-hmm. For real, it sucks. Ah, okay, so question on this, and this is more of a for my personal um, education, and you might be able to help me out with this. Who's whose fault? I guess if you were to put a fault to it, do you think? is the current uh, inflation percentage and how high it is. Do you think it was Trump's administration because of the amount of money that was printed? Or do you think during his term, or do you think it's Biden's now because of the administration of that? Neither, neither. And this is where like I mentioned and I segued it for really intentionally because we have a central bank that essentially controls the supply of money. And they they've, they control, they, they, okay, there's another 60 minute clip, probably um, very similar with like Jerome, Jerome Powell. I think it was with the Alan Greenspan, the former chairman. And said, who oversees the Federal Reserve? He says, nobody. We oversee ourselves. So not even the president of the United States. No. So nobody has control or nobody, nobody. So essentially they just do whatever they want. They, whatever they want. And bro, if you want to go down this rabbit hole, I want everyone listening right now to go on Yahoo Finance. If you're thinking like, this guy's open up the worm. This guy's fucking crazy. Go look up who owns Coca-Cola. Go look at the top two stock holders of Coca-Cola. Vanguard, BlackRock, guarantee they're in the top five. Go yeah. look up Pepsi, their, their, major com- their major competitor. Who's the holder of there? Vanguard, BlackRock. Okay, so they own food. Go look up Apple, Microsoft, Nike. Go look up ExxonMobil. Go look up gmc go look up chevy go look up all the major leading companies in every single industry facebook like dude every single one the fucking whole country is owned by two investment firms blackrock and vanguard don't believe me go on yahoo finance it's public information go look at who controls all these all these companies they're the top shareholder the top holders of share like some companies here and there like coca-cola or whatever um gm will have another group in there but blackrock is in the top five of every single major corporation on both sides like the illusion of choice when you go to the grocery market the superstore uh 
the grocery, yeah, the go, you go to the grocery store, you think you have a choice of all these different brands. No, you don't. They're owned by two different companies. All the media, who do you think owns ABC, NBC, CNN? Same people, man. And where do you think, like, the money, it all comes from this, the, the money is centralized, right? You have centralized money, centralized bank, and you have evidence of the fact that two major finance institutions own everything. <laughs> who makes the decisions in this world, in this country? Those the, Demo- the Democrats or the Republicans? No, because they're even those guys are funded by corporations. Exactly. And, and those corporations are owned by Vanguard and, and BlackRock. BlackRock. Yeah, dude, I saw this video uh, by Bridget Pennington that, that was kind of exposing BlackRock and the video got taken down. And it was like, how does BlackRock own almost like, I think it was like three or four trillion dollars in assets, like in just like companies okay. and, and, and like manages that much, but they're private. Like nobody can, nobody has access to any of their financial reports or anything like that. Only what they release to the public mm-hmm. is public. So, and this is like, I keep it at this level because this is like, I think verifiable. You can go look it up because then you ask the question, like, who are these people? Well, who is the central? Like, I don't know who the hell is this central, like the federal bank? Who's the federal reserve? Who's the central bank? Who owns them? Who's the, st- the stockholders in them? Cause they have stockholders. They earn a profit. Those stockholders get dividends. Like, dude, that's this is the information I've been on my chest that I want to share with people so much because it's like, bro, this is how shit works. Like, you you don't think like <laughs> I also agree the election was fucking rigged. I just can't believe they did it like that, dude. Like so dirty, bro. <laughs> so so it's like almost anybody that that isn't completely zombied out already can face, clearly man. see that. Slap in the face to our intelligence, bro. Because yeah. I, I think okay, pointing all the facts I just pointed out with the uh, the money and the fact that our money is created out of thin air. And then the fact that these two companies own everything. I haven't really believed in the illusion of the free choice of our political system in a while. Um, but that one was just insulting. Cause like the other ones, it's like, if, if it is rigged and they already decide who wins, it's like, you can do it in ways that's not like that glaringly obvious. Like, are you what? 3 a.m millions just come in all oh, like what the fuck man I, it's so like this crazy too because where you get your information from now is so critical to your perception and beliefs of what's going on for example there are, i'm not even gonna point i don't want to put any adjectives on any, either side but there's two stories of what something that happened on january 6th at the capitol in washington dc with the, the reason that our freaking president, well, the Trump got impeached for, <laughs> like, that is crazy to me, because it's like Mandela effect, like with a world event that we all experienced. It, it, it's such a split in the matrix. It's like some people believe this, and some people believe something completely radically different. And it's so, it's so crazy to me how people, how the, the per, control of that perception, the control of that information with the control of these media streams, it's like what influence that has in the world. Yeah. And especially because people are tuned into that. Right. That's the thing. And and they don't believe anything that isn't from that right. source because back right. in the day, newspapers and these credible sources where it was the only place you could get your information. Mm-hmm. And so, and so people like our parents and grandparents grew up in that teaching us that that is where information comes it's from. truth. That's the truth, right? 
and 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 it's not at all it's actually the furthest i think from the truth and i was actually uh i, I had a conversation with someone that studied um like cinematics and stuff like that and uh color theory and all that stuff and how people's emotions are tied into color mm. and 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 the visuals that the that the news um you know do and it's like dude everything about it the white letters at the bottom the red the colors breaking news all that stuff the way that that you know the the lighting inside of the people's faces the anchors and all that stuff it's all manipulated to to make you feel some type of way about what they're saying and so even if it could be you know something not as tragic they make it seem like it's completely the terrible. Worst thing ever. Like 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 Ukraine, bro. Like they all they show is just the worst images. Like I'm talking about mm -hmm. the worst of the worst things. And I saw another clip on social media that was like, you can't believe everything because CGI is actually a thing. Yeah. So Yeah, have you ever seen that like the what's it called? Got the name of the video, like something soldiers, where it's all those different local local newscasters and saying. And they're all saying the exact same thing. It starts with one of them, and they're like, "Hi, at ABC Channel Seven, we're proud to tell you that we only bring you the most factual news." And then, like, they're literally all saying the exact same thing. Yeah, bring that video. Up. Yeah, that we'll because because when you realize that there's this whole institution of like centralized money, okay, centralized money throughout the years that that system is going on. This system has been going on for a hundred years. And like so many people talk about it in so many different ways, but when you look at like the fact that you have one company creating one centralized party creating money, that centralized party has a control of money. They can buy everything. They have bought everything. They bought it through Black Rod and Black I am Art. Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. This is what you get. This is what you get when few people own and control everything. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we are concerned about someone trying to be responsible, one-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Bro, so it's since I remember watching that video for the first time, I was like, oh my God, nothing is real. It's literally proof that you think you're getting like this legit data but you're getting a script that's being read every single news case like every single news station is reading the exact same script in the entire country where do you think that one script's coming from you know that one you are getting one singular piece of information and guess what the internet does the internet gives us the ability to you listen to to one dude in suburbs of chicago another dude in the suburbs of denver talk about what they think right not just what these people think but you get that whole spectrum of all the views viewpoints and that's why more people watch Joe Rogan than that shit now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so okay. I think politics then is the the control of information, which is ultimately power, which brings right. us to which brings I think is a great topic for us to really kind of segue into now because 
um, Elon Musk this week uh, offered to buy Twitter for I think 43 or $53 billion um, because he wants to make it a p- private company uh, so that people can lit- actually now legitimately express freedom of speech. Do you think that they're going to let him? I don't think Elon gives a fuck about free speech. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because Elon makes most of his money from our government. This is the same people that also don't care about free speech. Like that's, this is another thing. This is where I, this is, I think where the political conversation is today. It's not about Democrat, Republican. It's about our fucking constitution being violated. Free speech right um the freedom of the protest the freedom to do those things the freedom that makes our world great are being assaulted if you don't have the same opinion as the mainstream media today you're not allowed to share that through public channels and we've seen it the fucking president of the united states donald trump was banned from twitter yeah you know you present the uh, the counter narrative to their narrative you get banned you get deplatformed do you agree with that i absolutely fucking do not you know and it's like that's what i'm saying like this sort of that's the, the, the political fight I see now is like, you know, the, the freedoms of the citizens versus this global agenda, you know, this you one world order, this one world government, you know, they've said it multiple times, right? Um, we don't have to go on that rabbit hole, but dude, yeah, that's that's where it's like, I don't believe one second Elon Musk is gonna make a, a Twitter that's gonna be actually decentralized. In fact, I was looking into that. There's actually already protocol software written for Twitter um, to be completely decentralized. It was part of the framework when they initially created it. Jack Dorsey, I think, I don't know what his relationship to it is, but it exists. I know that. And I've also been looking into this platform called DSO. DSO? Um, like the gas? Yeah. No. <laughs> DSO. D-E-S-O. Like DeFi? Uh-huh. DSO. D-Social. So, like, it's actually called DSO. It's a, they want to be the, the decentralized Twitter. Um, is it on the blockchain right now? Yeah, it's on the blockchain and they have their own blockchain, like D-E-S-O, look it up. They got a coin, it's on Coinbase. They got some money behind them. Um, That one's on my radar right now for sure. Yeah, D-E-S-O. Um, I still haven't done like the full vetting. I'm like, okay, this is a go. But I'm, I mean, I have to keep my little, I want to keep it some. No, no lie. I just don't have Coinbase. I can't get liquidity in Coinbase right now. But dude, Coinbase sucks, man. It does. It blocked my ass. Um, but this is really interesting to me because this is like what they're, uh, what 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 we're talking about with it actually creating a decentralized social media place, um, funded by a lot of centralized people. <laughs> it's that's the thing we're in, man. That's the whole. I think that's the big political theme of our lifetime is centralized versus decentralized. Nice. Yeah, check that out on your own time. What do you think about it all? Do you think Elon is going to do uh, that? Do you think he could? Do you think he will? It's a good seed, man. I didn't think about that. I think because uh, you're right. The 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 government, he does get a lot of his money from the government. Um, I, And that's friends. not, yeah, and that's not something that I had thought about. I thought that maybe he was, because he's sort of a degen, you know, because he is ultimately one of the publicly, one of the most um, wealthy, one of the publicly if not one of the most wealthy people in the world. And influential. Um, yeah. And people influential. believe in him. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So I think because he did that, I think it's a big move. And I think what it does is it gives people hope. 
because I think it gives people hope that maybe there is an opposition to everything that's being controlled and happening right now. And I think that's essentially what politics is. It's just like, will there be both? There is two sides to the coin. It's a democracy, right? It's like uh, in the actual political structure, no branch of power should have more power than the others. That's why it's like checks and balances, right? So it's like, well, if information right now is being controlled through the media sites and through what's published, here comes this Robin Hood, right? Uh, who buys probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest social media platforms out there right now, and then just makes it private and completely makes it decentralized. Like, I think it's, it's a good, it's a good narrative. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, when you look into it, those two things are an oxymoron. Um, They contradict. You can't have something that's private and decentralized because private instantly makes it like it's mine. Well, then there's ownership, you know, because truly decentralized things are public. They're free to access. They're open. You know, there doesn't need to be an owner control of it. That inherently makes it centralized. So that's the thing. I think that people can't. It's crazy because these decentralized systems and crypto like these ideas are so new, I think, in potency and relevancy because we've never had framework or logistic ability to do governance or banking or money or anything decentrally because how the fuck do you organize people and keep people in line and check and eliminate bad actors and you know keep it together with a decentralized system no one's in control no one's in power what is that to most people that's anarchy but we're so far down the centralized hole of like corruption of leadership of like all right this person runs this this person runs that well who runs the money well the money first fucking people run the money fucking ruined it all so (laughs) Uh, and that's where we're at to me it's like man we got to figure out a new way of organizing who controls what and making decisions of power and we we had this democracy thing but didn't really work out the way we thought it would like you don't get a say sorry you're nobody there isn't majority wins it's fucking these people win <laughs> disguised <I> think- as choice <laughs> you know? that, that, that's what it is it's the illusion of choice that people yeah. are given you know mm-hmm. Uh, I think to an extent people do, I think on smaller uh, political branches, like aldermans inside the city of Chicago and, you know, governors and stuff like that. I think that, I think that the choice there is a lot more, um, I think, powerful. I think there we have a choice, you Mm -hmm. know, like mayors. Yeah. You have a definitely have a choice politically and locally. And that's what I think it comes back to. It's like, where my actual like plan for like what I would love to see is like, yeah, more local leadership, less big oversight of leadership. Cause like do the federal government at this point is this is such a like outside of the world of the United States, you know, every yeah. state ran themselves. There's a quick solution. It's like, this guy just says all this shit about our system. It's like, if I could fix it, man, every state goes independent, you know? That'd just be a fuckery, man. Don't you think? Like population would just go insane at that point because everybody would be flooding to Texas. Oh, bro. Well, then the states would actually have legit things and offer benefits to their citizens and actually give a fuck. Yeah. And the states that just leech off their citizens have the highest taxes, don't provide anything for them, provide deteriorating cities and worse living conditions year after year, but the wealthy in those cities keep rising on the fuck off the backs of those people. Guess what? They have a choice now. They can leave. That's like <laughs> Democrat. Always. That, that's like red and blue states right there. Well, I mean, you put that fucking label on it, but yeah, I mean, that's a... <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I think it's a good time for story time. Like, 
how did you get um how did you where did you come from politically like I mean I know your story but share the story for everybody like your backgrounds your family you know like um where you were politically where you are now uh, I love to hear that I'm kind of curious yeah so I mean my I'm an immigrant so my parents uh, immigrated to the U.S. illegally in two my dad came I believe in 99 or 2000 um and then my mom and i came in 2002 um we were going to come in 2001 but then obviously 9 11 happened so we came in 2002 okay. brother and sister were born here so um growing up you know we were always now that i understand politics my we were we were rooting towards the blue because the blue provides health care for immigrants it provides welfare um you know for a long time mm -hmm. growing up you know we lived off government aid and so republicans the republicans they don't necessarily um they oppose a lot of that because a lot of people take advantage of that they they lie on paperwork and they get free stuff you know government cheese essentially um so growing up i was oh i i had an understanding i remember when um, john mccain was running for president i remember being scared for my life if john mccain was going to become president because he talked so bad about immigrants he, he you know he said you know deportation and we need to take all these people off of this and all these people off of that and you know in 2008 my 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 brother was born in 2008 actually no just kidding my brother was born uh my sister was born my little sister was born in 2008 so it was a point in time where you know my family was was very struggling financially and we were literally we were we were surviving because of food stamps and stuff like that so if that got taken away then we were we were screwed so i remember being scared when john mccain was was running for president because he he talked a lot about that kind of stuff it's like we need to remove these these uh systems that are in place for people taking advantage of it now i understand it now well and then i started making money and i started understanding taxes here's what switched me over was taxes i was like well so if i make more money i i, I as a business then i can ultimately pay less taxes you know republicans are tax the wealthy less all that kind of stuff you know um they're more lenient towards business and capitalism i think understanding capitalism was what allowed me to really understand the political system is that everybody has a fair chance and everybody has a fair choice if you understand capitalism um and it, in inside the capitalism perspective people are more lenient towards the right people are more republican typically um than they are democrat um and then I started, you know, having conversation with people like you, people like Mike, people like Tim, and they're like, dude, you don't have a choice. It's all the same. The money comes from the same thing. So now I'm, I, I really, it's really unbiased. However, if I was to pick a side, you know, um, I guess now this is where, where the truth, truth comes out. Right. I, I would say that like, I don't agree necessarily with a lot of the face of the blue side. You know, a lot of the faces that represent the blue side or the left side are the same. They, nothing is ever changing. They just want to keep everything the same. Um, and then a lot of the faces like Trump, right? I wasn't a fan of Trump when he became president. I thought he was a goofy. Um, but then understanding him as a businessman and understanding him as a, as a politician, um, he earned my respect. So then I, I, I guess yeah. now leaning a little bit more towards towards the right side would i vote never because it doesn't 
number one, I can't. And number two, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it, it would make a difference. Um, yeah. But if I was to like influence somebody towards that, I would just say, you know, focus on what is good for your future at the end of the day neither one is really going to make a difference because like you said it's all an illusion but yeah growing up i was left then i came right now i'm in the middle i i really don't think there's a choice at this point now dude wow i think that's so relatable like very very relatable about me as well like question follow-up question though is like shifting more bright but then growing up left, um, and I, I, I went through a similar situation in 2008. Would you, do you think that the social programs and the safety nets that we have for people are valuable though? Do you think that like those are necessary? What are, you, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? So emotionally, I want to say yes, because without them, um, I probably wouldn't be having this conversation with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I would be in a third world country, you know, I'd be back in Mexico. My family would have moved back to Mexico and we'd probably be struggling out there, you know? Um, so, because without them, uh, you know, for sure, we, for sure, we would have gone back. There's no way we would have, we, we like, we, we couldn't afford food, you know? So mm -hmm. without them, yeah. So emotionally, I want to say we, there is a need. Logically, no, because, um, for a while after we got out of that financial loop, like we were still getting it because it was there, mm -hmm. you know? So like, could that have been given up and then put forth towards another family that needed it more? Yes. And there was a point in time where um, I remember this, you know, this was, I was now in starting high school, end of middle school um, where my mom was like, yeah, we don't need this anymore. And I was like, okay, well then like, why don't we have it? You know, I remember one time she was like, yeah, we just want to apply it anymore. My step, my dad got a stable job, you know, um, things were good. So yeah, logically, I don't think so because logically people take advantage of it, bro. In the city, bro, I used to work on knock on doors in the city on businesses. Dude, people used to sling link cards outside of liquor stores, you yeah. know? So yeah. Yeah. it's a business, you know, it's, it's, it's I mean, a hack. But I get it though. It's, it's when, when you come from, I mean, I, okay, so I'll just take a few minutes here to recap my history too. Grew up in Wisconsin, grew up uh, middle class, 2008 wrecked my family mom opened up her own real estate company in 2006 so we were over levered we lost everything house business family divorce split so we went from middle class to poor really fast and my family was relying on that stuff too food stamps i got it at school um got a lot of aid got a lot of unemployment i know that's how we survived and how we made it through that time too and then yeah growing up like i found the same thing with mom i found out different ways i think the question of the matter is is like I think we agree that social programs like this are a good thing. Like they help people who really do need them. Um, but unfortunately there's also the side that people take advantage of these social programs. Yeah. I think it comes from, I think the conservative thing is like when you realize, Hey, I can learn these things. I have these skills that I have value. I have time. I can work my way up. We have a tremendous system that in America that allows for that of free enterprise and business. We really do. We really, really do. And compared to all the rest of the world, we probably have the best, system of opportunity for business, you know, for entrepreneurs, for people to be able to pick them up, sell stuff on the bootstraps, so to say. Capital you know, and I think, I think that's the opposite side of the story. It's like, Hey, we need to help people. Hey, people need to get their, like pick up their bootstraps, pull up your bootstraps. Yeah. I don't think it's either one because I know for a fact that my family and now hearing your story, you said it too, is like, we might not have made it without those safety nets. Um, 
but at the same time, we can't rely upon those safety nets because we do need to pick up your bootstraps and also realizing that some of those safety steps, like who issues them, who runs them, how are they controlled? How are they monitored? Because if you don't, people will abuse them. And if you create that whole welfare, like, hey, I'll just, it's like a kid. If you just always solve a kid's problems for him, he'll never learn to solve his own problems. Mm-hmm. If you always solve, uh, if you always solve your people's, like your government, as a government, you always solve your people's financial problems for them. They'll never learn to solve them on their own, right? You just give somebody money. That doesn't help somebody. If you have a financial problem, this is a huge topic now. I'm like expanding this. And this is something Mike taught me. It's like, bro, if you have a financial problem, you don't have money. If I give you $10,000 right now, that does not solve your problem. People think it does. That's a Band-Aid. You still don't, you lose that, that that 10K will eventually wear out. It'll eventually go on. You'll eventually spend it. And guess what? Now you're in the same situation. And that's where I think that right philosophy, that conservative philosophy is like, hey, no, pick up your bootstraps and not, like pick up, fuck the excuses, pick, like get your bullshit together. Like, let's go and figure it out. You know, but it's like, I think there's a medium and I think both sides are necessary. And I think having those conversations are good because it's like, right, we do need to help people, but at the same time, to what extent? And we can't just throw people out there completely on their own because then they're literally destined to fail. Yeah. So it's like, where's that, where's that happy medium of helping people, but also helping them help themselves and like giving them that hard lesson of like, hey, just because I give you some money right now, like you got to figure out how to make money. If you don't, I give you a fish today, you eat today, but you got to eat tomorrow too. So you got to learn how to fish. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, interesting quote to follow what you just said is like, if you if you if you solve your money problems, you're left with problems money can't solve. You know. And, and then and then going back to the root of all of that, dude. I think it's the education system because, mm. dude, dude. Like, I I am in the trajectory of my life that I'm at. You know, fi- like financially, I know I'm going to be a wealthy person. Like I already am. Um, in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I think that the trajectory of where we're headed, um, is, is very abundant financially. Um, but, but it's because of capitalism. When I understood capitalism, I didn't feel bad for people anymore because it, it removed the emotion yeah. from, from, from like, Oh, I have to help the poor. And, and it's true. The reason why I want to like, I'm going to spend half my life making as much money as I possibly can. And when I die, I want, I'm not going to give my kids anything. I'm not going to give, you know, if I die before my wife, like she can have some of it, you know, but most of it's like, I'm going to give it away, bro. I'm gonna give it away because I think that people, every human is created equally, you know? And I think we all have the capacity and capability to create big things in our life, but it's fundamental based on education. If I mm-hmm. wouldn't have learned about capitalism, if I wouldn't have learned about trading, if I wouldn't learned about money, if I wouldn't learned about um, just the way the systems are, then I would be in the system, you know? And I mm-hmm. think this, the, 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 the core root of this whole thing, you know, of, of going back to these, um, what you call me safety nets is the, the political system. I'm sorry, the, the education system, because we weren't taught like, go and get it Go and Like, this is how you can start a business. This is what taxes are. This is how to balance a, a checkbook. This is how to track your miles for tax write-offs. This is how to, you know, uh, this is how uh, to create a sale. This is yeah. how to network. This is how to like convert a sale. This is how to grow a, a team. You know? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is the fundamental problem in all of the U.S. is the education system because people aren't teaching things. I know DeSantis just uh, 
DeSantis is really fucking up the the he's stirring the pot. I think if he runs for president, dude, I think I would vote for him. <laughs> because dude, I just really like the things he's doing, man. I think he's very open about the, yeah. the logic of things, you know. See that video where he was like, kids, you don't have to wear those masks. You know, if they told you to, you don't have to, right? People hated it. They trolled him for that. And now dude. he just passed a uh something uh in florida where kids have to take a financial literacy course and i think dude right people can learn about money if you teach kids about money dude our system will be 10 times better they don't want you to know about money because they'd rather have you just take out big loans and then work your whole life to pay them off you know that's a whole nother rabbit hole of control like you said it's the control of information the control of education i mean just point out some facts 19 uh 1917 rockefeller foundation pretty sure entered its way into academia the rockefeller foundation owns everything in academia they it's the reason why in medicine school you study only one version of treating disease and illness which is um allopathy they don't teach you anything about homeopathic natural remedies natural cures it's like one philosophy i thought all of that education was thrown through the window because why one company bought it they paid for our education system they modernized the current education system of eight to five bells lunch breaks which is very similar to what like a prison you know um corporations like the whole dude dave yeah that program has been ingrained and it's the same time the federal reserve was created took over money took over everything it was the same time we had centralized education and it's like i just wanted to put that information in here for people to go research that verify don't take it what i say for fact go verify it yourself but necessary because yeah you're right education centralized and it's controls and they don't want to teach you these things because if they do teach you these things, you become independent of them and like their ability to profit off of you because, you know, the perfect little multiple mind is a little kid. You know, tell them, hey, you got to do this. You get this debt. You go here. You do this. You pay your loans and you live your life. Um, but I wanted to follow up with the question from you is like. I think we're at a really good point with this political conversation of like the two philosophies of like helping people, creating systems to help people versus the idea of like. No, we have the whole system of capitalism, the free market as a system of how you help yourself, right? It's like, do you get help or do you help yourself? But you said, and I said, and I believe it, and it's things I think about it. It's like some of the best capitalists I know, the best, best, biggest business people I know, the most successful people do it for reasons other than themselves. Yeah. They do it for, to example, accumulate wealth half of their life, a second half, get it all away. So that is essentially giving it away and helping people. There's going to be direct beneficiaries of it. So it's like, I think sometimes people on the right, and especially people like you and me as business people, entrepreneurs, people who are openly supportive of more controversial ideas and politics would criticize us as like, well, you don't give a shit about your fellow human being. You don't want to care. It's like, no, that's not necessarily true. And feel free to jump in here if you don't disagree with me. I'm not trying to take both of our opinions in one statement, but I just, I personally have a problem with, I don't have a problem with social welfare or social justice or like these ideas of giving and creating these systems for people. I just don't think the systems that are doing that are actually efficient at doing that. Yeah. I, I believe, I believe people like me and you and like other entrepreneurs and people that actually have direct access to power and resources can more efficiently distribute that to people in need and then help. And it's like this idea that we have to create this big daddy system that takes care of all of us, I think is the, is the trap that, it snares a lot of people politically and uh and 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 who they believe as leaders and who they, what's the right thing to do for groups of society of people you know the whole this portrayed over covid the really really crazily it's like all small businesses need to be shut down walmart 
big chains, you can stay open. Yeah, what? Um, didn't make any sense. But it's like, okay, these people are in control of this and these people are not. And every single one of those situations was giving a large entity, a centralized entity, an ingrained entity, something in the system that's better than the system, more power, taking more away from the small guy like me and you to walk away small business. So I see this trend of like, hey, let's build social justice programs because because the world's in power, the people of Ukraine need this, or Black Lives Matter need this, or COVID needs this. And they create these causes that are supposed to help a lot of people. And they say, hey, we're going to help all of you guys. Us, the big brother, the big all-knowing entity, the big powerful, trust us, we'll take care of everybody. But that's where I'm like, dude, in my experience, they don't. They don't. These systems aren't efficient in giving out help. And if they do help, get people get help, they abuse it because why do they come from lack? They come from nothing. So that's all they know. And it's like, we have to merge that of like giving it back to your fellow person, because if you got it and you get it, you understand that giving it back is what actually multiplies your blessings. So mm-hmm. we need to merge that not having greedy people who do get it actually want to give not want to give it back because they're greedy and they don't think it'll come back and eliminate those people that think that not eliminate the people, but eliminate this idea that these big centralized things that promise well-being for everybody are that they're the only ones capable of doing that, that they're efficient and actually doing that and actually serving out that stuff for people. Cause we know that it's not, it's like, if you rely upon a big system or somebody else to take care of you, it, it's not going to work out. But once you figure out how to take care of yourself, you can help somebody else take care of themselves and they can help somebody else take care of themselves. And it's like more grassroots, less centralized, more laissez-faire. Like that's kind of where I lean politically. I'm revealing a lot of my own political bias, but like, yeah, I find that, growing up left and growing up believing in those principles of like giving it back creating systems to help people but then growing up maturing and realizing those systems are the biggest traps of like they prey on your um empathy and sympathy for others and then they they just rob you behind your back and think you think that you know your taxes are going to help somebody's fucking no it's not dude it's not the people like it's that's the thing I've had to like, I wish I could explain to people is like, it's a big complicated thing, but it's, yeah, that's how my personal belief is like, in my experience as an adult was realizing social programs set up to help people, unfortunately, aren't the most efficient at helping people. And usually those are the fronts for really dirty, disgusting things that happen in the world. Yeah. Are those big social justice programs. The ones that make it seem like they're doing it for the good. Exactly. Like uh, boys and girls clubs and stuff like that. That's right, getting into it. That's getting into don't, it. Don't, uh, don't go don't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man, I agree with you 100%. I think, I think that non, even, even just like, um, you know, to name a few of the big ones, right? Like American Red Cross, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's like known to be like the salvation for anything that happens like a, a, a crazy worldly event you know that's like the people we, we see it at stores you know you go pay at any store would you like to donate for i gotta drop Ukraine? i gotta drop one name you know and everybody who knows me like <laughs> bro i'm that farm boy from wisconsin that's been all over lived in the inner city of chicago downtown medellin bro like so many friends of so many different backgrounds, but Black Lives Matter was the biggest bullshit ever, bro. Oh my god, dude! That you saw organization that raised so much money, and you know what happened to all that money, guys? Some fucking person bought themselves some property, like, yeah. dude. It's and like I supported, like that's the thing is like I was one of the. I'm not trying to pat my back. I was the first, but it's like that when it came up, it just like it was like that's the vibes I'm getting inside. Like that whole spiel I went on, it's like this is 
such a supercharged subject like this is morally right on the surface this is the optics of this the way it's presented the way this advertised this is a morally right thing to do but i understand that those are the same that's how they snare people and that's how they corruption works is like i just had that feeling like dude this is not going to work out how people think it is this this cause does not give a fuck about the real issue it's raising it's just enriching somebody through this cause through your sympathy through your empathy and like man that's yeah that's that's the world we live in right now it, it, it goes i think it goes directly back to our conversation last week you know it's just the opposition bro for every good there's bad you know and this good mm. good can be disguised as bad you know you yeah. see it in movies all the time right you see it in all different types of stuff man it's like this this big fluffy teddy bear ends up being this fucking giant monster you know who's just eating everybody alive <clears throat> who on the surface looks good and kind right back lives matter who on the surface is this big political everybody support it and if you're not if you're against it you're the bad guy but really at the end of the day they're taking all of your money and selfishly like themselves. yeah creating a life for themselves and that's exactly what a lot of all of these other um like big name like helpers do you know let's put it let's put it on this fuck let's put it on the fucking record you know who had one of the best years in the history of their company who's the fourth most held stock by congress this last two years they fucking blew it out of the fucking park bro record profits and record profits fourth most held stock by congress pfizer oh my god bro oh my god don't even do it Dude, don't they have yeah, we, the, we can't, they have we, we can't actually because this we'll get this podcast will get fucking flagged. So don't say the C word or the V word. But go ahead. Sorry. Don't 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 they have the biggest lawsuit, the biggest criminal law like yeah. um what is it called? They've lawsuit. paid the largest criminal fine. Yeah, in world history, like in in US, I don't know if it's world or US history, but you yeah. Yeah, but these guys, these guys care about the world, and they want to distribute this shit for everybody, for all of our safeties, and for everybody's safety, so everyone stays healthy. Like, because this is a big, dangerous thing. You all need this, and we're we care, so we're gonna we're gonna make it fast and secure and safe for y'all. Don't worry. It's we haven't paid, we haven't fucked up in other drugs before, and had massive criminal lawsuits to pay for. Don't worry, that hasn't happened a bunch. Don't worry, all those people didn't get fucking silenced and settled. And bro, come on, yeah, we get we gotta be careful with that subject though, because that's the shit that will get you deplatformed. Like literally, yeah. no, nah, that that'll that's the shit that puts your life in danger, bro. Honestly, yeah, yeah. If you if you if you got the influence, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you I try, mean, to, it's like Joe Rogan, bro. Joe Rogan was was put up put up on the platform. Like, I'm surprised, man. I'm really excited. I'm gonna go actually see him live in two weeks. Super that's sick yeah that's so what the comedy comedy is comedy show yeah that's comedy member. Yeah. yeah i got a rust the week after that but dude i'm really surprised he hasn't been uh i think he does a good job of keeping it very he i, I, I you can reveal i think his bias is kind of revealed through if you've watched him long term yeah. um but i think he also does a very very good job of keeping it very centralized in terms of the opinions of the matter of any subject that's being discussed on his show. He always tries to bring it back to center and he does a really good job. And he brings on a lot of opposing views for his own. So I think, you know, like there's legit reason why he's such a powerful influence in media right now, more than the national news, you know? Yeah. 
And I think a lot of the stuff that we talk about just seems very one-sided, but it's really just because it's exposure more or less to anything. Anybody listening or watching can like make their own opinion on, on what this is. You know, they can completely agree. And to my, to me, this was mind boggling when I first heard it, but then there was a sense of like, okay, driving home, like thinking about the conversation that I just had with Jordan, like, damn, is like, do we actually have a choice, you know, and like start thinking your own thoughts, do your own research and all of this stuff. Like a lot of this stuff that we talk about, like Jordan and I are very, um, I guess aligned. Yeah. Opinionated and aligned with our opinions because we just understand how I, I, and here's the thing. I think once you understand how money works and how money functions, you really understand everything else because everything in the world is ran by money. People say that money can't buy happiness, but uh, like, that's just a cliche saying. However, I think money buys everything in life mm-hmm. you know apart from like emotions you know like love and all that kind of stuff but like shit you can make somebody fall in love with you if you got a bunch of money you know <laughs> for, the wrong, for the wrong reasons but right. you know i mean yeah, I we think, covered that another on the last podcast like the deeper essence of like the meaning of life beyond all this shit beyond this material around but you had a spot on bro like the material 3d world we live in sight sees sight smell touch this thing this earth this clock like you know this realm money's it bro like that's the game we're playing like that's the number one uh resource to acquire in this realm of reality um in terms of the physical but you obviously understand there's way more deeper meaning beyond but i wanted to kind of jump in there because yeah i also want to counter like i want to encourage counter thinking to what we're saying and i can't wait to have more guests on this podcast you know and explore more ideas and different points of views and have these kind of conversations just like i love the environment we've created here bro just ripping off ideas asking good questions you know creating that casual space for people to learn and be exposed to new ideas because if you're not exposing yourself to new crazy ideas like you're not really growing you're in your own little cocoon you know so if we can do that for people man that's that's all i want to do in this world is just make you think make you question shit yeah help help you think i don't even make, yeah. make people think i think yeah, help no, i'm not think. forcing you bro yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that's important though i think questioning questioning the life as you know it is is good for everybody because i think well there's a saying that says people people die at 30 but get buried at 80 because they stop thinking they just routine forever for the rest of their life they believe they do what they're told and and they never question or or go about life um, in a way that should be, which is just constantly learning about different subjects and constantly educating yourself. Like, dude, I love the analogy that you gave um, last week of just like you get you you wear different ideas like outfits. Like, dude, I change my mind all the time about stickers yeah. because I'm yeah. just like, oh, I learned something more about this, or I learned more about this, I learned more about this. Like that idea is worthless now. Like I'll take some principles, but I'll add it to this. It's it's good, man. It's like wearing the same pair of jeans. You wash them, you wear them again, but with a different shirt. You know um it's yeah it's a great great analogy that you gave last week man but this dude i feel like this topic itself could go so many different directions because essentially that's what politics is it's not just left and right it's not just democrats republicans it's not just like power it's 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 like what we're doing right now is literally we're politicking you know it's like it's organization of power bro like who controls what why should we do this why should we do that should we do it this way should we do it that way is that fair is that fair i love it it's that's a good thing man i had one question for you bro um but this is more like actually political uh this is like actual power but let's say that um you know the world is crazy and and jordan the savage becomes president what is what is one executive order that you would make 
I'm dosing the world, bro. <laughs> I've like never wanted to. I've never wanted that power. Leadership is something I, I found myself called to do, and I put in situations to do, and that's something I've struggled with. Actually, it's like, why am I the fucking person to be doing this shit? Like, I have been very opinionated, and I have a lot to say. But if I like, if I'm that person in that chair, holy cow! Like, I do not, you know, in the position of leadership that I've been in my life, I don't not take that lightly. Like, I'm like, it weighs so on funny. me. So funny. I've noticed that too because, bro, when we're at conferences, everyone's like Jordan, 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 yeah. and then you're like, what the fuck, y'all looking at me for? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> I, 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 I would. My biggest thing I ever want to teach people is the biggest thing I've learned from my leaders. I've, I've always had a weird relationship with leadership. You know, I didn't have a lot of great leaders growing up, and the people I respect the most as leaders, you know. Mike Navarro, shout out to him, Tim Sloma. Those are my two guys. Like, and they've always just given me so much leeway to be myself and always just encouraged me to explore me being me and being more of myself. And so as a leader, that's the only thing I ever want to share and encourage for people is giving them the ability to be more of themselves and be more confident in themselves and find their own strength and powers of themselves just by example. And so if there's if you actually gave me the button though, gave me the power, like, yo, you can actually do shit. Like you can make a decision. You because that was the question you said in executive order. Like you're like, you gotta make a choice for everybody. That would be the choice I make for everybody, bro. Like those them. And like, dude, sorry whether you like this or not. This is just a transition. We're all doing this. We're all going to the next level. I know some people already know what I'm talking about. They've already done it. They've experienced. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, drop a go on a trip, man. Like, because I think tripping psychedelics are a beautiful thing as medicine because they teach you more about yourself and how to just they make you you make you more of you. Like they just that's what they really do. So that's experience everyone needs to have. It's a reality expanding experience you'll see more and believe more and realize there's more to what you thought there's life is and i think the entirety of the world would progress tremendously if everyone had an experience like that so that's why if i could do one thing like executive order style like that's the world bro would it be would it be lsd or would it be mushrooms uh you can choose that's not okay okay yeah, i like yeah, that yeah. that is not what i was expecting man i'll be honest that is not what i was expecting you to say. <laughs> that <laughs> was <a wild> totally <laughs> totally off the the spectrum of what i thought you were gonna say no for real i think that's the whole conversation like these last three episodes we've had of like coming together like spirituality religion and politics and and money it's like yeah, just creating expanding awareness, I think, is the most important thing within the human experience. Just continually growing, expanding, changing your ideas of reality, what things are. And I think there's no better way to do that than that. And then, you know, if everyone was doing that and I could even control it even more, like, you know, put some freaking tame impala on, watch some good shit, like talk about some crazy ideas. What's God? Have those conversations, you know, like expand people's awareness. And I would love to just see where it goes and what people could do. And I, I think that's the greatest thing you can do for a group of people is expand their awareness and let the leaders emerge and let the good ideas emerge and just go with wherever it goes, you know? Yeah. People are inherently creative and good and have those ideas. I think that's what the world's missing more is just fuck that traditional leadership of like, this person's in charge because they did this, whatever, dude. The people, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think the more freedom you give people to do what they want to do to be themselves. And the more you allow people to just explore this world naturally, you almost, you don't have to like control them. You just got to guide them. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to guide them, create that safe space and yeah. Just let the fucking ship sail. 
It's like leadership. I'll go all going yeah. back to leadership. Mine would be uh mine's mine's actually yeah. political. Mine's mine. Oh would, yeah, what would your executive <clears throat> order be? If Mondo was the president of the United States, <laughs> I would I would give I would give amnesty, bro, to um people that have that deserve it that are illegal here. And it's I'm biased, you know. Yeah, of course. Because dude, there's so many people like my like my dad, right? My dad has incredible skills inside a specific industry, but can't ever get a job to 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 pay him what he's actually worth because he is not a citizen. So he's for his entire life that he's been in the US, he's had to work below means of his skills because of that. And still pay taxes. Still pay taxes just like every other working american probably you know more than what he yeah probably probably you know um same thing with me you know like i have every i have every uh i guess right except for the ones that really count as as an american citizen i can't leave the country i can't vote um actually those are the only two i can do everything else right I have credit score, I have a driver's license, I have a social security number, I have DACA, right? So I'm, I'm legally allowed to work here. But because I'm not a citizen, I can't, tra- I can't vote, can't travel the country, can't leave the country. Well, I can leave the country, but I can't come back legally. So I think that not only like Mexicans, but bro, there are so many immigrants. Like I, know, I know several Polish immigrants that are in the same position. Um, I know, you know, quite a few. I went to high school with two Ukrainian immigrants. Um, you know, they're in the same position. And it's like, it sucks because we like, for example, someone like myself, I had no choice. I was brought here. I, I, it was, it was, it was before my time of actually being able to make decisions, but I've been here for long enough that I feel like I've earned the right politically. Obviously that's arguable, but I mean, I pay my taxes. I own real estate, you know, I'm, I'm building businesses, like I'm contributing to society and I'm not the only one there's dude. Immigrants are the best entrepreneurs. They create the most jobs. You know, my, one of my real estate mentors is an immigrant from, um, from Israel. So like he, he came here illegally, same thing, you know? And it's like, he built this $30 million real estate business. And now he's providing paying taxes, helping the economy, all this stuff, but still, you know, an immigrant. So I think that would be the number one thing that is politically one of my most, um, one of the things that I will defend the most is just like the, the rights that illegal immigrants have. Like, yeah, should there be border protection and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I don't, you know, I think borders are stupid, but um, that, you know, it's a different topic, different, different subject. Um, But yeah, I think that that is one of my strongest, I think political views is that uh, I believe it was Ronald Reagan, the last person, the last president that gave amnesty. I think it was like 50,000 um, illegal immigrants were just granted citizenship. And I think that needs to happen again, uh, yeah, simply because that would help the economy. It would put people in better positions um, to do better things. Like it would put great minds above and beyond myself you know, that are in a position where they can't be doctors, they can't be lawyers, they can't be this and that because we just, we're not, we weren't born here. And it's mm-hmm. funny because I was watching yesterday, I was watching a, or um, 
yeah, yesterday I was watching Chris Voss. He was an international lead international FBI um, negotiator. Talk about the U.S. and Canada are the only two countries in the world that if you're born there, you're a citizen. Every other country there, you're not. You have to earn it. So like you're born in Germany, you're not a German citizen. You have to earn German citizenship, oh. you know. U.S. and Canada are the only two countries where if you're born there, you're 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 a citizen there. Um, so yeah, that that would be my thing, bro. That I would just boom. Here's green card. I support it. I fuck with it. This is a question that just popped up in my head, and I don't even know the answer to my for myself. Um, but to wrap it up, it's a great question. I think that's what politics is. This is you know leadership at the end of the day. So who is your favorite leader whether it's historically whether it's in your life now um or you could list off like multiple people who are the people that you look up to in terms of like leadership and politics and the sort of realm you know the big your big influencers oh man it's a good question um because i think this is where i want i want to leave people with value that they can like go and research and get mentorship and wisdom. I think we're going to have a lot of the same leaders. I can rip off some. I mean, for me. Um, are we saying just one or are we can we say a few? Because I don't know if there's one. I think there's a, for different. Yeah, there's possible yeah. to be one. Because if you just look up to one, is like, then that's like idolization. And like, dude, yeah. not, no one person is it. One person might be really well developed in this area, but really fucking lacking in this one. <laughs> you know, um, let's just rapid fire them off good leaders for the end of this podcast um i think first and foremost jesus you know okay the, the principles of of the of what jesus whether he was real or not uh let me go you know. i'm gonna throw the buddha out there then too okay um i'll throw president i'll throw um lincoln lincoln yeah, yeah. okay i'll throw uh i'll throw out, uh teddy teddy roosevelt okay. i think um jfk was great too Yep. Yep. Those are the, I think that's like the core presidents everyone looks up that's to. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, like, cause those guys all led in times of crisis and they did created, you know, unity and made change. And for the people that lived through it, like their reputation still lives to this day because the, the fact that they're able to unite those people through those difficult ass times, that's a great, it's a great leader. Um, did you go or did I go? Who, who's up? You um, say, yeah, you said JFK. Yeah, All right. I'm gonna I'm switch it to sports. Michael Jordan, man, that guy, just a winner, just a dog, just going and get it. Like, fuck. Ar- arguably, if not the best, second best. I'm gonna say Kobe, bro. Oh, you, oh I thought for a second you were about to say MJ was the second best. I'm like, no. who the hell are you about to put first? Yeah, Kobe. Um, I like his attitude. Sports guys, yeah. I mean, I don't really look up a lot of people in NFL or MLB to be honest. The NBA guys, like, so I think the NBA. Um. Yeah. I want to throw a – this is a crazy – it might be, like, very little chance that anybody listening to this knows this person is, but maybe Mr. Bokern from my high school, man. Shout out to that guy. A-Push taught me AP U.S. history. That guy was – I respected that guy. He's one of my biggest leaders as a kid growing up, so shout out to you. Um, I'm going to say uh, somebody that I think a lot of people learn leadership from, I think is a very fundamental person uh, of leadership, John Maxwell. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. You got to look up to him. You've never heard of him. Jim Rohn's on my morning playlist every single day. That's every my day. Dude. Every day. Jim Rohn. And you. Um, Let's rip off a couple more. Ten more. Ten more. Sheesh. Okay. Um, 
I, I'm thinking of like a of a a, a leader in, in 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 an industry. Um, one name that pops to mind right away is Patrick Bit David. Uh, PBD. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I think he's I think he's a great leader in a sense of expanding and breaking the chains of what traditional of what a traditional industry is. He's an underdog in the in the insurance industry. Came up and now runs one of the biggest insurance companies in the world. Um, and I think just his principles as a leader. I think he leads by example. I think he's very well educated in a lot of different things. Um, I've got a chance to see him and meet him, so I think he's nice. he's up there. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'll throw out to Tom Billiou. I got a chance to serve him while I worked at the Ritz. Like That's cool. class class person, bro, in front of everybody, treated all the way to staff. Nice class person. He's got so much great content. Like he's a you can see they have the authenticity that comes out of him. I think it's like second to none. Yeah. Tom Billiou, my dude. Yeah. I think uh if we're we're tapping into different industries, Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think Jay-Z really, really created a created a legacy for other people to follow i think a lot of people look up to jay-z a lot of rappers at least want to be like yeah. jay-z and i think that has a lot to do with it if we're going into art i want to gotta throw my boy mac miller fucking r.i.p i think uh the way he expressed himself and his like give a fuck meter was zero like what people thought and just all the different art he made like so many different vibes so many different topics like he was not afraid to express himself that was like Legendary for me, Mac Miller. Shout out to you. Political, more. Le- political leaders, I think um, Nelson Mandela. Okay. Okay. Yeah, dude. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's 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 dynasty. Gandhi, Gandhi, bro. Like yeah. nonviolence, just dude, not like starved himself. Come on. Yeah. That's hard. that's hard, man. Um, Martin Luther King, man, one of the greatest yeah. voices in. I would say history. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Dude. All right. Dude. Now I'm going to bring it. We're going to bring it more low key. People I know, bro. Mike Navarrete. Go. Tim Sloma. Tim Sloma. Tim Sloma. Jason Brown. Uh, Alex Martin. Matt Rosa. Hmm. Somebody that's like more. I think Darwin Lopez, bro. One of the most selfless okay. people. One of the most selfless people. Very humble. Just down-to-earth individuals. Okay. Chris Vargas, Jordan Morgan, Mike Miles, Tradehouse, Legends. You got to put them together, man. You got to put love them you guys. Yeah, they, they've done so much for so many people that nobody realizes. Like, they're very behind-the-scenes leaders. But they've, like, literally laid, built the fucking highway that we all drive down now. Yeah, I think I think um, this is a good one. This is a good one to end off with, unless you got one that that's that's it. But I think that for putting it all together, bro, Chris Terry. Yeah, I think I think he's not only a CEO, but a businessman. He's a fucking guy from the streets. He's a fucking gangster. You know, he's a very wealthy and humble individual, bro principles i think Mm -hmm. he summarizes all of those people you know a great physical living expression (laughs) of all those people you know for sure bro he's honestly such a wild card i love that man like for what he's done for my life my family my future family what he's done for my community my friends everyone i know basically that i work with on a close day-to-day basis and then just the fact of uh 
Bro, that man is um a lot of people. I think some people you get used to their leadership style, you know the content they're gonna deliver, you know, like they're coming with it every week, you know, and you know it. All right, John C. Maxwell about to give me that leadership sauce. All right, yeah. you know, like you know what you're getting, but Chris Terry, bro, you never ever know what you're gonna get. <laughs> that's yeah. You can learn so much from him, so many different aspects about a great thing, man. That's a great way to end it. It's a great talk about leadership and politics, man. It's a good topic, man. It's a good subject. I think next week is going to be better, bro. I think we're What's we're starting to get we're starting week? to get on a roll with these topics, man. Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. to agree with this, man. Give them a sneak peek for next week. What's next week, man? Um, I think we're going to talk about one of the most important topics in human life, bro. Relationships. Oh, now that's intimate relationships. That's family relationships. That's friendship relationships. That's business relationships. Relationship with yourself. Oh, it's gonna get deep. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna get deep, man. I'm excited. Sweet man. Well, for everybody watching, don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, give us some topics. If you want to be featured on us, hit us up. You know, let us know you want you want um throw some nuggets out there and then on spotify hit that follow button um so that way you get the notifications every time we get uh we upload a new episode every friday it's gonna come at you appreciate your support fam love y'all send out those good vibes peace